Hello and welcome to the Spirit Guide Society podcast. My name is Pedro Shanahan and I'm your spirit guide. Tonight in the Whiskey Society at Seven Grand, we had Buffalo Trace in the house with Mr. Mark Fania. He tasted us through the newly acquired Seven Grand single barrels of Buffalo Trace, Blanton's, and W.L. Weller 107. He also brought along an amazing little treat some people might be familiar with, the Thomas Handy Rye, mind-blowing. Buckle your seatbelt and enjoy this podcast, but please do so responsibly, and that means eat a salad once in a while, why don't you? We're going to go through uh, Buffalo Trace tonight, the distillery. We're going to taste something, uh, one from each mash bill, and kind of make it special by doing their barrel selects. Um, we'll dive into that a little bit later. So, uh, how many people have been to Buffalo Trace Distillery out in Frankfort, Kentucky? Okay, very few. Wow, yeah, usually we have a little amount. So, if you ever get a chance to go out there, we provide free tours for guests. So, if you ever get a chance to go out there, um, you'll get a free tour. You can sign up for multiple different tours, uh, but make sure you do it in advance. Book it about a month on, on the website, Buffalo Trace Distillery. Uh, the hard hat tour will take you behind the scenes. You get to see the fermentation tanks, the grains, the white dog. You get to see the whole works, the barrel houses, um, even sometimes the bottling house, Blanton's them putting the, the wax on it by hand. All the good stuff, you get to see all that and all the grounds, how well they're kept. Um, so it, it's an awesome place. Last year we set a record. We keep improving uh, more and more and we're, we're building bigger and bigger, but we saw over 200,000 people. Um, at the distillery last year alone, which was a 15% increase from the year before. So a lot more people are getting out to visit. Um, and if you ever get a chance to go, it's just an awesome place. Buffalo Trace um, is, is our flagship bourbon. So we're starting with that one tonight. Um, it's an eight-year-old bourbon, came around in 1999. Uh, and, and where the distillery sits, uh, right on the river, um, it used to be the Buffalo Trail. So basically the buffalo would come across right along the path, leave that trail. Uh, and Buffalo Trail is kind of where we were built as a distillery. Um, and that's where the name came from. But it, it doesn't start in 1999. It actually dates back to the 1700s, late 1700s. Uh, Buffalo Trace Distillery is uh, one of the longest operating continuous distilleries. Um, and it's been going even through prohibition. So we've seen numerous things from the flood to being burned down by a fire, um, going through all these events continuously operating uh, under different master distillers, um, Blanton under there tonight, and then some other influential people um, that we're gonna kind of talk about with uh, Weller and Handy um, playing big parts in the bourbon and, and, and whiskey world. So I think they're passing around Buffalo Trace. So another thing we're gonna taste tonight uh, that's different than if you've tasted Buffalo Trace before. Uh, so the first three selections are all going to be single barrel select. So is anybody familiar with single barrel select? Okay, we got a few. So um, Buffalo Trace single barrel select, what we do at the distillery um, for some of our top accounts is we offer them the chance to go down to the distillery and pick out a single barrel from the rickhouse by themselves. So they go down um, and they'll taste through a couple barrels. And instead of getting a, a small batch like Buffalo Trace usually would be, which is a blend of a bunch of barrels, they can go in and they can select one barrel that they think tastes the best and take that barrel, um, we'll take that for them, we'll bottle all the juice inside, ship them all the cases, um, and then it comes with a sticker on it that says single barrel select, has a picture of their account and says hand selected by seven grand. So 
Um, I'll, I'll let Evan talk through kind of why they chose this Buffalo Trace barrel, because when you do go down there, um, you know, each barrel is going to taste a little bit different barrel by barrel uh, with the wood and the oak and all those different things playing a factor. So, uh, you know, even, you know, level of the warehouse um, with Eagle Rare Buffalo Trace being in the same warehouse, top and bottom kind of thing, makes a big difference in the flavor and the color and all the taste. Um, so I'll let him walk through how they selected the Buffalo Trace one. So Buffalo Trace to me is in the same category. You're looking at something that's around $30 a bottle at some places, $35 at some places. But it's in that category of inexpensive bourbon, a table bourbon. It's uh, here we call it a, what is it, a bedside bourbon. Um, <laughs> it's, it's inexpensive and it's there for you. You can put it in a cocktail. It's got a lot of versatility to it. But most of the time, it's just going in a cocktail or maybe a shot. You're never sipping. You're never sip in Buffalo Trace. But this is exactly what we wanted to do with this. We wanted a nice sip in bourbon that's in that price range. Now, Buffalo Trace usually has got a lot of heat to it, to me, and it's got a little bit of that cinnamon kind of like introduction to that kind of Weller kind of esque taste. So we wanted something that still retained that cinnamon and yet was remarkably smooth. So this is a really, really smooth inexpensive bourbon which i love that's just an ideal bourbon to me to select this we crammed i think almost 30 40 how many people do we have here now we have a <laughs> ton of people into this room and we all voted on our favorite barrels amongst the selection we had and it was a lot of fun it was a uh, it's a lot of fun um, <laughs> research there's a lot of research i'm sorry yeah. um but this was the one we ended up going with awesome uh, so what's the mash bill on this so, uh, yeah, at Buffalo Trace Distillery is mash bill one. So for bourbon, um, kind of 101. Um, so it's going to be at least 51% corn, aged in new American oak. Um, and then it's going to be rye and malted barley as the other two main ingredients. So at Buffalo Trace, we don't release um, the percentages of our mash bills. Um, but Buffalo Sorry. Trace. Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> she tried, <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, heavy on the corn, uh, you can tell kind of from the sweetness. Um, and then that's also what's fun about tonight is we're going to go through each one of the mash bills and you can kind of taste the differences um, and how much those grains impact it. Yeah, so go ahead and stick so, your nose in that glass. What do you yeah, smell? So what are you getting on the nose? Yeah, so as we taste this too, um, figuring out kind of how to taste it, you go in first for the smell, like she was saying, kind of get all those aromas going in. And then when you do taste it, kind of try and put the glass um, on almost the middle or back half of your tongue and take a little sip. And as you take that sip, Kind of breathe in through your nose and mouth as you're almost kind of chewing the bourbon or opening your mouth up and down. That'll get kind of the air flowing in and around your mouth, um, and you'll get those full flavors on the sides of your tongue and get to taste actually all those grains and the different flavors before you get the heat. So if you taste it kind of on the front of your tongue, you get those heat sensors, um, and kind of by breathing in in the back half of your tongue, you bypass that and get the flavors before everything else sinks in. Buffalo Trace is always 90 proof. Um, when it comes out of the barrel, that, that's what we're using is the Kentucky limestone water um, to get that down to proof. Perfect. Uh, and I do, we did ones. put water droppers out on, in the middle of the tables if you guys want to use those. We have a question back there. Yeah, so, so you guys, you guys actually selected which barrel you want to purchase here? Just here, yeah. So I'm not quite sure how the process was for you guys. When Natalie and I went to um, the Hudson Distillery to pick out the next single barrel, we chose in between six different ones, and the differences between the barrels were uh, monthly statements. So we were trying things from 2015, starting December, and then to March, and then to May, into the following year. 
Um, are the, is that a kind of similar process of what you guys did yes. here? How so old are these? Buffalo Trace, um, an eight-year-old bourbon, um, right okay. around there. So they'll go into the warehouse kind of um, and taste through three to five, six. If they don't like the first ones, they can kind of keep going um, and kind of go up the line and just pick out the barrel that they think tastes best. So usually um, what we do is we'll take three, match them side by side so you can taste those three side by side and taste out the differences um, and then select the best one. And if you don't like those three, we usually typically go back and get another three for you to taste through. Once they select the barrel, um, we write on it that it's the barrel four, seven grand. Um, and then it follows the same procedure as Buffalo Trace. It's just not batched with other. It's barrel strength, right? Yeah, we, we do add sometimes water for the, the samples to oh. get it down a little bit so you can taste some of the flavor. So up um, actually at the distillery, we have a tasting room. Um, where we taste all of our products to make sure they're up to standards um, and taste like the previous batch. Um, and when we do those, we do add the water to those so that people can get the flavors and kind of make sure the batch is the same. Um, and that kind of we have just this spinning table um, where people kind of take a sip and spit it out in the workers. We have a whole tasting team to make sure that it pairs up to previous vintages um, so that everything is the same. What is this guy's tasting like to you? Palette-wise vanilla? Spit out some food words. What are we getting over there in the back? Machino cherries. Machino cherries, awesome. Okay. I think it's a lot spicier than regular Buffalo Trace. Definitely regular is. Buffalo Trace is just kind of that, mm -hmm. that bourbon you want in that gold rush or that old fashioned, whereas this is just, it's got a lot to it, got a lot of yeah. flavor to it. Yeah, this is just smell, tastes like the holidays to me. It's like, I can't wait. It's just, <laughs> I'm already thinking about it. All right, so we're going to be moving on to the Blanton's single barrel over here. And this is another uh, little name, Blanton's. I always get those guys mixed up. There are so many influential men that have been a part of this distillery. Like E.H. Taylor, he was the mayor of the city, right, at some point. And Blanton's, was it? But she start working like at the age of 16? That's what it is? Yeah, so uh, she, she's kind of going through some of the history of the distillery. I mean... Um, that, that's a full night in itself, but kind of going through um, some of the years and the people that were influential with E.H. Taylor kind of building um, the biggest part of the distillery um, with old fire copper and getting that started and um, with the steam heating and him being credited for stuff that we're still using today. Um, and then Albert Blanton kind of started working at the distillery, like she was saying, at age 16 um, and was learning some of the trade and then became... Uh, one of the master distillers at, at Buffalo Trace Distillery. Um, and he, what, what's cool about the grounds now is if you ever go out there, um, there's a house on top of the hill uh, where Albert Blanton used to live. Um, and when he would the, be, be out there, he would invite his friends to come drink bourbon and would throw parties. Um, and he would, instead of, you know, bottling a bunch of bottles and bringing them up the hill, uh, he would have his staff roll a barrel up the hill um, and let them drink out of that for a night. So they would pull out of that rather than going through bottles. So that's kind of where the single bottle idea came um, with Elmer T. Lee finally putting it forth. Um, in 1864, the first world's first single barrel bourbon uh, came out, and that's, that's Blanton's. That's what we're tasting next. So everybody knows Blanton's kind of by the round bottle. Um, thank you. So I can lift it up and show it to you if you guys haven't seen it. Grab that yeah, so, so Blanton's is one of the most noticeable ones on the shelf. Um, the round bottle here, it's aged in a, a metal-clad warehouse, which is Warehouse H at the distillery. And then every bottle you see is going to be hand-bottled. So we have a team um, that sits in there. They write on the labels by hand. Um, so each bottle has the handwritten, 
and then it's going to be dipped uh, with wax to seal it uh, with a different horse. So uh, is anybody familiar with the horses on top? I know they have all the different letters on them and okay. they're definitely collectibles. I've yeah. had a couple people come in here and they're like, do you have like an extra A lying around? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> like throw me one of those T's, throw me one of those T's. Yeah, yeah. so something cool about Blanton's um, with each of the toppers, um, it, it's a horse and a jockey on top of the horse um, and it spells out, there's little letters uh, in the bottom right quarter um, on each of the toppers and it spells out Blanton's. So B-L-A-N-T-O-N-S. Starting with the B, um, it's the jockey at the starting gate. Um, and then with the S, it's him finishing the race and celebrating. So if you collect all of them, um, you have a horse race. We have some cool things you can buy out at the distillery. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the trick things is, is that the, there's two N's. So a lot of people will come to me and say that they've got it spelled out at home. Uh, and, and then I burst their bubble. Um, but I ask them if they have both of the ends and they kind of give me a look like, are you kidding me? And you know, tell them that there's two ends at two different part of the races and they go home all sad, but they'll collect them eventually. I know they will. Um, so yeah, so that, that's another cool thing about Blanton's. Um, it is barreled, uh, at 93 proof. So a little different, uh, Buffalo trace, our eight year old is 90 proof Eagle rare, which is our 10 year old bourbon is also 90 proof. And then Blanton comes in at 93 proof. So this is a, a single barrel whiskey typically. Um, so when you get it, it is just a one barrel. Um, so each one's gonna have a little different flavor profile, but then with them selecting the single barrel too, I mean, each one's gonna have different taste. Um, so I'll kind of let him talk about this one as well. Blanton's is always gonna be a bourbon that we know here as a very buttery bourbon. It coats your mouth. You can feel it on the top, you can feel it on your tongue. It's like, it's just really, really buttery. You get a lot of vanilla. It's a really good, just standard. If we're trying to introduce people to bourbon, Blanton's is hands down. Like, welcome to bourbon. It's friendly, you know, because not everybody, there's a lot of Scotch drinkers that have a lot of smack to talk about, uh, talk about bourbons being too hot. But this is a really nice, good, easy sip in bourbon. So we wanted to retain that nice butteriness, but add in a little bit more oak, and you really get that nice kind of dry palate on this, which I'm... Digging, I love. Yeah. yeah, what are you guys getting on the nose here? In comparison to the last one, I don't know if people still have uh, some of the some of the Buffalo Trace and the other one. Are we getting more malt? You're getting more malt on this. So since we're guessing here, since we don't know the exact mash bills, <laughs> um, let's try to taste those differences. So I know you, the gentleman earlier said over here that the first one he felt like it might have been a little bit higher in rye content. So yeah, mash bill number two is a little bit higher in the rye content. Mm. Um, so the corn malt barley and then the rye um, okay. coming through in this, the Blanton's, uh, Elmer T. Lee, Rock Hill Farms, Hancock, um, those are all coming out of mash bill number two, okay. um, which is what we're tasting. So mash bill number one was the first one. Um, I didn't go into this, but I should have. Um, the other ones that come from that mash bill, uh, Eagle Rare, E.H. Taylor, um, Stag Jr. coming from that. Those are kind of the most notable ones out of that. And then, like I was saying, with mash bill number two, Single barrel mash bill with Rock Hill Blanton's. And tea. you guys do a sour fermentation, right? So that's a that's um, so you guys take some of that fermented from the last batch and you use that to put it into the new batch that you guys make, also, Correct. right? Yeah, we call it sour mash. So yeah, that goes back into the fermentation. So it's a big continuous circle. It kind of helps it just get it even start started even more. Yep. Yeah, continues the yeast and keeps it kind of fermenting and gets that process going for us. This is for all whiskeys or just Blanton's? Us for all. Yeah. So if you go to the distillery, um, you can see the giant fermenters that we have um, and, and the giant stills. And if you go in, we have 
Um, one of our stills where you can basically pull off the tap and they'll have white dog, um, which is unaged bourbon that you can kind of put on your hands. Um, I mean, you could technically drink it. We do sell it, but um, we, at the distillery, you put it on your hands and you can kind of rub your hands together. And as you rub it and produce the heat, you smell some of the grains coming through. You keep rubbing. You can kind of smell through the grains. That's Evan's um, favorite is technique. There, yeah. Is, yeah, is there a special part of the tour that I sign up for that? Yeah. Because that's what I want. That was part of the hard hat tour. So if you do go, yeah, the hard hat tour, they should take you past the, the white dog tap, and you can kind of go through that. that. That's cool to do because you can really smell the grains um, and kind of get a good way of sense what the bourbon's going to be um, before it gets aged. And then the oak um, is going to add, and the char is going to add that different flavor um, and the different darknesses and that kind of stuff to it. So it's a whole science. Harlan Wheatley is the one that, that produces all of these, our master distiller at Buffalo Trace. Um, so he's behind all this. He's a, a biochem major. So he treats this like a science and everything he does is perfect to a craft. Uh, he doesn't release something that he doesn't like, uh, especially with our newest thing. I don't know if anybody's familiar with Wheatley Vodka. Um, has anybody heard of this one? So Harlan's known for, yeah, his bourbons, some of his most uh, world-winning bourbons. Um, and he just released about two years ago a vodka uh, called Wheatley Vodka. So it's got his name on the label. His face is on the label. It's 10 times distilled. Uh, he does half wheat, half corn. Um, and, and he distills that at 82 proof. So he messed around with that and decided 82 uh, was the perfect distillation where you got the most flavor. And he says it's a bourbon drinker's vodka. So it has almost a little bit of flavor to it. Uh, but it still has a silkiness. He didn't just want it to be another vodka on a shelf. Uh, so sometimes at, at these events, we'll do the vodka almost as a palace cleanser. Um, I didn't bring it tonight, but if you get a chance, uh, find some Wheatley vodka. Um, that's fun to do with the bourbons because he uses those same grains, and you can kind of taste through and get a little something out of vodka that you wouldn't have before. I think the thing I always heard was uh, at tasting competitions, the vodka, ju uh, vodka judges always get in a fight on whether you want a vodka that tastes like something or a vodka that tastes like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> on what makes a vodka really yeah. good. One but of the it's, two. It's got a lot of flavor to it. Yeah. Harlan Wheatley, bourbon drinker's vodka. That's what, that's what he lives by there. So get a chance to try it. Sure would. What are we getting on the nose here? I'm getting kind of like nutmeg. Some raisins in there. It was right. Because it is a lot drier than the first one. You said that earlier. It's totally right. Yeah, I'm getting like golden raisins. Little nuttiness. Little nuttiness. I did have one question about uh, the availability of Blanton's. Blanton's yeah. used to be, we could get it at Whole Foods for like 45 bucks a bottle. And then I think two months ago, I bought a bottle for 120 Yeah. Uh, so it's gone up a pinch. But the quality's still there. Yeah. So that, that's the thing about Buffalo Trace Distillery um, and what makes it unique is, um, you know, all of our bourbons, Guys. there's a lot of work and a lot of craft going into them. Uh, and the bourbon boom, when it started, you know, six, eight years ago, we kind of weren't expecting it to take off as much as it did. So, uh, I mean, even something like Buffalo Trace, um, we weren't planning. I mean, even it is our flagship, we weren't expecting to go at as much of a boom as it did. So we've been increasing at the distillery now is kind of the best example. We're producing a new warehouse every five to six months that houses 50,000 barrels. Um, so we're just continuously dumping money into this to filling this to make sure we have bourbon. Um, but right now we kind of weren't expecting it. So some of these bourbons that we're waiting to come of age, uh, as it gets more popular and more people know about it, it gets harder to find. Um, so all these restaurants are you know, asking for it and all the little liquor stores are asking for it and kind of supply and demand. Um, at Buffalo Trace, we, we go by the philosophy that we provide, you know, high quality bourbon for an everyday affordable price. 
Um, we can't dictate what people are selling it for, so that's that's what makes it challenging. Um, but like Blanton's is a, a six or eight year old bourbon, uh, depending on the flavor profile that Harlan wants it to kind of match up to. So eight years ago, we weren't ready. We are producing more, um, especially with Buffalo Trace. You know, with those those warehouses, we're filling those with a lot of Buffalo Trace, Eagle Rare, um, Blanton's. We are producing more. Same with Weller. But as it gets more popular, it seems like it gets more scarce. And you guys have different style warehouses, like for the rack houses, right? Because I, you, you guys do a steam one, and there's different kinds of rooms that you guys have, also, right? Yeah. So Blanton's is in the the metal clad warehouse. Um, we have a, a brick warehouse, some of the wood, and then the steam heating is what you're referring to, um, which is what E. H. Taylor kind of was what he started is keeping those barrels aging during the winter. So in Kentucky, um, when it gets cold. The wood kind of doesn't open up like it does in the summer with the heat, and you need the, the bourbon to go in and out of those wood staves to age. Uh, so during the winter, we steam heat those warehouses to keep the temperature up, to keep those those barrels a little bit heated. It's not hot by any means, um, but to keep those a At little bit moist. heated so that it can go yeah. in and out and keep aging throughout the, the whole year. So the Blanton's doesn't need that. Do all of the whiskeys go through all three of those rack houses that you have, or no, they yeah. have specific... Each location. bourbon has a, a specific location um, okay. that it's kind of going to stay in for the whole time. Is that for just temperature reasons? Do you have you know, have you guys experimented with putting them in different in those different rooms to see well, how does it affect the yeah. whiskey? So yeah, I mean that's exactly what you're tasting. Um, everything has an effect on the whiskey from the temperature uh, to the humidity to the sunlight. Um, so some of our premium bourbons we age in what we call the honey holes, where it gets the perfect perfect temperature. Um, you know, everything is the best, and that's where we age some of the stuff like the Van Winkles. Um, but Harlan, with all the, the science and everything he's doing on the property, we actually have a warehouse called Warehouse X. Um, so Warehouse X uh, has four chambers, um, all different controlled elements. Okay. So he, he's basically doing science experiments with exactly that. That's awesome. Um, open to the elements, different temperature controls, different humidity controls. He's trying to figure out that perfect science of what makes the perfect aging for bourbon. So, I mean, but, but you can never guess. So one of the fun ones like E.H. Taylor, um, one of our limited releases, if anybody's ever heard of it, is called Tornado Surviving. Whoa. Um, oh, yes. yes. So we suffered from a tornado back in Kentucky that ripped off the top of the E.H. Taylor warehouse, um, the top corner. And the, those barrels were open to the elements um, for throughout the winter and got some rain on them. Um, and they couldn't get up there to fix them because of uh, the weather conditions. And by the time they got them down, they figured they were going to be no good. They were open to the elements. They went through and tasted them, and they were actually great. Wow. So that kind of changed awesome. everything, and they kind of deciding, you know, well, the weather plays a factor. Yeah. <laughs> but the thunder wasn't as forgiving yeah. as in that, that original. I feel like, so it's two natural catastrophes that have happened at the distillery. Yeah. The first one was lightning, like, that was like really early on for you guys. Yeah, the fire that burned down uh, OFC. So yeah. fire burned it down. E.H. Taylor spent a, a small fortune to build it back up um, and kind of kept us going. So yeah, couple, couple couple disasters, but we keep producing bourbon and new science experiments, and it makes it fun. Waiting for the elements to come out. I'm like waiting for that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we do release those. They're called the Experimental Collection. Um, they come in three seven fives. They're very limited. Um, we do a number of experiments and usually they kind of go out. They're really hard to find. They're hard to spot on the back bar. It's a smaller bottle with just a white label all the way around that kind of describes what was going on. 
with each bottle. So if you ever find one... Is that something um, you distribute here in California? Is it more likely to find it closer to Kentucky? Uh, we do distribute some here in California. It's just very limited bottles because, I mean, we're doing... It's a tiny warehouse with only a couple barrels. Yeah. Um, How much do they go for, this. typically? Um, you know, I, I don't know what the price is on, on the back bar. They're not too expensive. They're not too crazy just because it's our experimental collection. Cool. Um, but they're, they're hard to spot. So if you do spot one, a little white kind of label with lots of writing... Um, ask them to bring it down. Yeah. yeah. All right. So now we're moving on to the Weller Antique 107. Yeah. So the next one we're going into uh, Weller Antique 107. So this is mash bill number three um, out at Buffalo Trace. So this is our weeded mash bill. Um, so Stitzel Weller, uh, who, who was kind of credited for starting this, or William LaRue Weller um, credited for starting this, worked with Stitzel Weller kind of as a salesman. Um, and he was the one that kind of was going through and wanted to create a whiskey, get into the business, and started to put wheat uh, into the mash bill. So it's going to be corn, wheat, and malted barley. So it's going to replace that rye, um, and it's going to kind of make a different mouthfeel, add some different characteristics to what you're tasting. So for me, when you taste uh, a Weller, I think the wheat adds that silkiness um, and kind of gives it that different flavor, the different mouthfeel, which adds that whole different profile. Uh, and then especially with the 107, Antique 107 being 107 proof, you're going to get that stronger kick. So especially with this one, make sure you're bypassing those heat sensors on the front um, and breathing in so you get those full flavors before you do get that heat kicking in. Yeah, we picked out this Weller um, to be a little bit sweeter and really pick out those cherry notes that you get in bourbons often. Uh, to me, this is cherry coca-cola which is awesome the best coca-cola um but normally um amongst us weller is always known as that real nice like cinnamon if someone wants cinnamon whiskey weller is your go-to i mean and if you're lucky enough to get your hands on some weller 12 it's kind of that same really like heavy cinnamon almost like uh like cinnabon or but yeah. nice, yes. But yeah, nice. You really get that nice creaminess, that sweetness, a little bit of cinnamon in there. It's it's phenomenal whiskey. And this, we wanted to go, still get a little bit of that cinnamon, which I get on the palate, but also go off and try to get something else. And uh, definitely got a little bit of cherry in there for me. Yeah, yeah. so Weller's well, well, a brand that's been around a long time. It was the, the first weeded mash bill um, that got into that kind of segment and that other whiskeys have followed since. Uh, but most notably, probably people know it as the same mash bill as the Pappy Van Winkle, um, which we always get asked. So Pappy Van Winkle is from the same mash bill as the Wellers. We're using that weeded mash bill. Um, it's just aged differently. So different warehouses, um, like we said, kind of the sweet spots is where that's going into. So with the Wellers, too, if, if you guys are familiar, I know it's on this uh, bourbon heritage sheet. Um, but the Weller Reserve um, is kind of the, the 90 proof version, a little more subtle. Um, version of that and then like you were saying we have the Weller 12 too um, which is one of my personal favorites but if you can find it that that's the hard part um, for a 12 year old bourbon we just don't have enough of it right now so it's it's hard to come by um, people are looking for that one Weller just came out with the CYPB is there any way you can touch base on that and yeah definitely so the the Weller CYPB uh, stands for craft your perfect bourbon um, so if you go to our website Buffalo Trace Distillery um, you can kind of take a tour. It takes you around the distillery. You can look at a bunch of different things. Uh, and then there's a segment of our website where you can create your own bourbon. Just mess around with the different grains, different percentages. Um, yeah, here it is. Yeah, so they were one of the few accounts to get this. We didn't release many bottles um, this year. So th this is it. You can mess around online. And people kind of created different bourbons. And from that, we kept all those results. 
um, and we took the bourbon that people created the most often, and it came out to this, this weller. So Craft Your Personal Bourbon was basically created by the people, um, for the people is what, what this mm -hmm. bourbon was, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, very very cool. Um, if you do get a chance to find one of these, um, ahead or taste it around. here, yeah. yeah. If you guys want to taste it, come back to Jackalope afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you guys getting on the nose here? Evan said he was getting cinnamon notes. I It's kind of butterscotchy to me almost. It's so good. Heavy cherry. All right. Anyone else back there? What are you guys getting? Reminds me a lot of sherry. Reminds you a lot of sherry. Interesting. Okay. Is it the texture of it, or is it mostly, yes. is it the taste? The smell, yeah, okay. Cherry, kind of rich. Oh, it's so good, all the birthday memories are coming <laughs> back to me now. <laughs> we went through this way too fast, because one of the bartenders that works at the main bar brought it over. He's like, here, happy birthday. We went through it way too fast. By the time we all wanted to drink more of it, it was done. <laughs> it yeah. was done. It was, it's incredible juice. It's so delicious. Yeah, the Wellers are a good one. They're just, uh, we, we don't make enough of it. Um, it started big um, in Texas. They probably have the most of it. So if you ever do see those pictures out there, the 175s and um, full shelves full of Weller, that's in Texas because they were drinking it before anybody else. Um, so their, their allocation is a little bit bigger than what we have um, although now grow, growing and going forward, we are getting more. Um, it's just spread out wide, so it, it's hard to come by. Um, but well, it's great. It, it, the, the weeded adds a huge difference, different characteristic um, that, that some people love, and you know it makes that unique, unique taste to it. Especially with the single barrel here for them, the single barrel selection um, adds adds a little bit more, I think, flavor with what they selected to it. Um, but you can't go wrong with the Weller, in my opinion. So you guys are contracted to make all the pappies with the, you know, deal with the family. And then the Weller is your stuff. Correct. And trying to be like that or just trying to be its own weeded bourbon? So yeah, we're, we're contracted with the Van Winkle family. We work very closely with them and uh, have a good relationship with them in distributing it. Um, and, and the Stitzel Weller, kind of where those both those brands originated, um, we kind of agreed with them that we were going to have our own weeded mash bill, not to kind of compete with them, but kind of be similar um, and produce that same stuff with the, the same mash bill, but keep their family recipe and kind of do our own thing with the weed and mash bill. Because yeah. most of the time when I think of Stitzel Weller, I think of Maker's Mark, because Maker's Mark wasn't doing too hot. And then, you know, Pappy reached out and was like, hey, how about you toss some wheat in there? And I really go for, <laughs> weeded bourbons are always known for like those easy sipping, yeah. kind of sitting on your porch bourbons. Yeah. Um, I, and adds almost like a soft context to it that people yeah. think is easy to sip and drink. Yeah, it doesn't um, have like a bourbon. crazy bloom. Like a lot of, like bourbon is really hard to drink for people, at least for, for new time whiskey drinkers, is because that they're not accustomed to that bloom that you get, that heat. Yeah, the heat on the finish. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this, yeah. Is, Kentucky this is beautiful though. This is really easy sipping. Yeah, especially with the Weller 107, as it gets up in proof, mm -hmm. definitely adds that. Big flavor on the finish. Yeah, moving on um, to the next one. So th this is another special one. So the first three were all their, their private barrels. Um, this last one we have here is not one of their private barrels, um, but one of the ones that's sought after big time uh, out of Buffalo Trace Distillery. So this is Thomas H. Handy uh, Rye. So this is a rye whiskey here. Um, it's going to be 127.2 proof Woo. on this batch. 
So I warn you there, it is going to be hot. You have your um, water droppers yeah. ready. <laughs> and this, this is our, our fourth mash bill. It's a rye whiskey. This is a, a six-year uncut, unfiltered rye um, that we've done. So this is part of the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection, which we release every year in November or December once a year, um, which is some of our most award-winning bourbons. That's comprised of Thomas Handy, uh, George T. Stagg, William LaRue Weller, um, Eagle Rare 17 and a Sazerac 18. So those five brands, if you ever hear Buffalo Trace Antique, VTAC, that's going to be part of this collection, um, which is released around the same time as the Van Winkle. That's kind of the top of the Sazerac portfolio. Are those easier to find in Kentucky? Is it like if you were to visit the distillery, is it easier to buy some of these? Or? No, it's actually harder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there, there's more bourbon snobs in Kentucky and more bourbon hunters in Kentucky. Um, out here, we have more liquor stores, more bars and restaurants, so it's actually easier to find them out here. Although I say easy, it is not easy by any means. Um, very limited production um, on all those. We, we just unfortunately don't have enough, and for everybody that's searching for them, um, it, it's hard to come by. And uh, As much as we don't like to see it, the price has gone up a little bit because everybody is looking for it. So that's why when you do find them, the price is a little higher, um, even though for us, we'd like to retail them for... Uh, everyday kind of affordable price so people can enjoy <laughs> premium whiskey. Yeah. So Thomas Handy, a little bit about this. Um, he, he was credited with founding the Sazerac houses in New Orleans. Um, so he did the, the Sazerac houses, which basically your little local bar. Um, he ran one of those in Sazerac down in New Orleans. Um, and he used to use cognac for his Sazerac cocktail. Uh, well, when cognac ha had their huge problems and ran out of juice, uh, he was looking for something else and started using rye whiskey in his Sazerac cocktail, worked with uh, Peychaud, and they created the Sazerac cocktail with rye whiskey, bitters, a little bit of herb saint, absinthe rinse, um, and then the sugar cube. So that's where this came from. Um, and when we created this rye, uh, we figured it'd be great to honor his, his legacy with Thomas Handy, uh, the rye whiskey. So that's kind of the history behind this. Um, as you've seen with the other ones with Albert Blanton um, and Blanton's and then William LaRue Weller, um, and the Weller brand kind of going through with all those. So all kinds of history at Buffalo Trace. I know we talked a little bit about E.H. Taylor too. Um, so every kind of thing that we do at the distillery has a lot of history behind it because we've been operating so long. Um, so that's why I suggest if you ever get a chance to go out to Kentucky uh, to do the distillery tour. Uh, we're a national historic landmark. We got that in 2013. Uh, so all kinds of awards um, that are out there you just have to go see for yourself and just kind of see it to believe how big the production is um, and everybody kind of says we're not making enough Blantons or Buffalo Trace but if you get out there you'll see we're making enough yeah. we just don't know where it's all going somebody, yeah. else, is somebody else is drinking it alright so, so this is how, oh go for it please. Okay, I was no. going to say you said absent so Herb Saint yeah so it's like a, an anise liqueur like a, a licorice so when, type so when yeah. you order um, Sazerac and they Spray, that's, that's it. Yeah, so there, there's two ways a lot of bars are doing it. They either pour a little bit in the glass, swirl around, dump it out, um, or they have the squirt bottles and they spray it along the edges of the glasses. Um, so that kind of coats the glass, and then you're getting the Sazerac and the sugar cube with the pay uh, The bitters, um, probably my favorite cocktail, easily. Sazerac Rye, six year, Thomas Handy, either one of those, good to go. So this is a little bit higher proof, so make sure to breathe in gently through your mouth. Yeah. What are you guys getting on that? I'm getting like kind of like green apples and pink peppercorn. Green olives. Green olives. Okay, so you're getting maybe like a little bit of the saltiness or the brininess on that. Okay. 
Fruit leathers? Okay. Yeah, you know what? It's actually the the palate, the texture of that, that kind of like aftertaste. It does have that leathery kind of fruit. The good ones, like the natural ones, not the overly sugar ones. The ones that you didn't like as you were when you were a kid, you know? Yeah, so with this one too, this is gonna be different than the bourbons we were drinking. Um, where the bourbons were at least 51% corn. This is a rye whiskey, so it's at least 51% rye. Uh, and as a grain, rye is gonna give that spice um, like you have with the rye bread. So that's gonna be the overpowering characteristic with that spice um, and those other ones falling behind. So that's where the heat too, um, especially when you have a rye whiskey that's high in proof, you're gonna get that extra heat with that mouthfeel, kind of coat the mouth, all of those flavors. Mm, it's the best heat. So <laughs> Thomas Handy, Thomas Handy is part of the antique collection. What was the inspiration for starting that whole line? Uh, so the antique collection is kind of the the cream of the crop of, of some of our mainstream brands. So I mean, like the Eagle Rare, we do, which is a ten year old every day. We have the Eagle Rare seventeen um, to kind of take it up to there, and then the George T Stag. Um, which is a step up from the Stag Junior Baby Stag. And same thing with the Larue. And those are all LaRue the different Weller. mash bills, too. Same. Yeah. So it's one through four. So, yes. Yeah, we have, yeah, going through those. Exactly. Hmm. How old is this one? So, this is six year. I think it's about 200 times. It changes every time. <laughs> oh, this rye? Um, it's going to vary. So, because we release it once a year, um, it should be, we were hoping sometimes $100 on the shelf. Uh, because of supply and demand, you'll, you'll most likely find it between $2.99 and $4.99, um, somewhere around there, if you can find it. Price on the, the Thomas Handy. Yeah? Yeah. All right, guys. If anyone doesn't have any other questions, let's give Mark a big round of Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and review. The Spirit Guide Society is a Spirit Adventures production in association with Bitten from the Apple Productions. Special thanks to Tone Mesa for their post-production and audio services. The show is produced by Andrew Apple and me, Pedro Shanahan. Executive producer, Andrew Abrahamson. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spirit Guide SOC. We'll be there to answer any questions you have, share what we're drinking, and more. And if you're still thirsty, you can always find more episodes of the show wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to always drink responsibly. That means don't drink to forget, drink to remember. Remember.